Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I want to welcome you to the Equip podcast brought to you by Rising Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and I'm so excited you're with us today. In this episode, we want to today, with my guest, talk about something that's often very difficult to see in others when life does not turn out the way we had planned, and that is the victim mentality. Do you ever feel like, I don't know, the whole world is against you where, I don't know, one bad thing after another just keeps happening or one big thing happens and you believe you'll never, never get over it? As we'll discover in our time together today, it's so easy to take on a victim mindset and not even realize it, not even realize it. But today we want to share how to recognize it, how to step out of it, let go, and go from being a victim to being a wonderful survivor. So I'm just so excited for you to meet an amazing woman, Danielle Kitchens from Georgia, a single mother with one teenage son, whom I think should be on America's poster that reads, I am not a victim. Friend, buckle your podcast seatbelt, because her story is one you will never forget. So let's get started. Hi, Danielle, thank you for being with us today. Hi, Pam. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be a part of your Arise Ministries Equipped Education Center. I know. Well, this is fun. We're doing Skype, so this is really fun for us. But, Danielle, uh, I want to tell everyone, first of all, how we met. How did you, you live in Georgia, I live in Oklahoma. How did we meet? Well, um, I guess it was sometime last summer I uh, ran across a Bible study online called Frazzled that you had written. And in that Bible study, there was a poem that you had called, um, I Gotta Have It. And it really touched me, and I wanted a copy of it, so I reached out to you by email, and you sent me a copy of it. That's right, and we have become very good friends, haven't we? <laughs> just on, yeah. It's just through God that. us together for a reason. Yes, he sure did. Well, you know what? I want to jump right to your story, and Danielle, tell me a little bit about how you were raised because I think that's so important with how you are coping with life now so tell me a little bit how you were raised okay well um first of all my parents they met when they were um late in their late teens and it was your typical you know bad boy from the wrong side of the track meets small or meets smart private school girl and they instantly you know fell in love and um I came along shortly thereafter they got married and of course they were nowhere near ready to get married and um they just wanted to still live the teenage lifestyle so to speak but but my dad he was always in trouble so before i was two years old he was already shipped off to prison um for uh actually he had robbed a drugstore and he went to prison for a few years so my mother and i lived with my grandparents and when i was about four years old we moved to florida and I guess it was a few years later, my dad did get out and he came down there to join us. And then, you know, the years went by, my sister came along when I was six and then my brother came along when I was 12 and still their lifestyle never changed. They still just wanted to party all the time. So a lot of drinking, a lot of, you know, marijuana use and so forth and just had friends over all the time, uh, a lot of promiscuity going on. And I just was witnessing that, you know, all through my youth. And then by the time my brother came along at age 12, I basically was just a live-in housekeeper slash babysitter. Um, my mother and I had a very strained relationship because I didn't feel like she loved me the way I needed to be loved as a child. She more wanted me there to 
help her do whatever you know she needed to get done so that she could enjoy her time you know with her friends sure so things other than being a parent right so So at some point you go live with your grandparents right so at 12 years old I decided you know it would be best if I lived with my grandparents and when I was with them you know I had it made I was the center of attention I we had a you know a really nice home we lived at the beach and I had a great high school I had a lot of great friends and you know I just I had it made and then it wasn't long before my family actually my parents and my brother and sister they moved back to Georgia and so it was just me and my grandparents down there and I just you know basically could do whatever I wanted sure sure whatever I wanted and before I knew it though I started to fall into that same you know party lifestyle you know right. I, I lived at the beach I had friends that's all we did on the weekends was right so parties and Go ahead. Go ahead. So eventually you you married or, or eventually you had a child. Yes, I did. Um, I, you know, I basically lived that lifestyle, that promiscuous lifestyle, party lifestyle, all the way up until I was 30. Okay. And that's when I met my husband, who actually I had known all my life. And I, you know, had searched for love all, you know, through my young adulthood and, you know, could never find it. And so I finally settled for someone that I had known all my life, but just that's exactly what I did was settle for him. Right. You know, he showed me the attention that I always thought that I needed from a man. Right. And we had our son. We were only together. It was almost as if I fell into the same pattern as my parents because, you know, we, we got together before we knew it. We were, you know, married. He he was kind of the same bad boy from the wrong side of the tracks. I was, you know, smart, successful, and we fell together. We had a child. And before I knew it, it was the same exact thing was happening with us right. as happened with my parents. Right. And so eventually, and, I know you divorced. and Yeah, he, he started using drugs a lot. And it was the, you know, it was the end of our sure, marriage there. Sure. I couldn't, you know, handle that drug use. Right. Well, what I want to move into now is... Um, is what our topic is about today and that is uh, the title is I am not a victim and I know that is your battle cry and I want you to share with me something that very fatal happened to you one night would you share what happened I will um, I was working as a waitress at a restaurant in town and when we got off work that night me and some friends decided we were going to go out to the bowling alley and um, of course I had been drinking and doing other things I didn't need to be doing. And when the bar or when the bowling alley closed, I left, I was intoxicated and I decided to drive myself home. And about halfway there, I fell asleep behind the wheel and I wrecked my car. It was a single car accident and I suffered a spinal cord injury and I was instantly paralyzed from my mid chest and below. So today you are a paraplegic. You are, you are um, paralyzed from your chest down, right? Right. And, yep. uh, and, and so when uh, I woke up in the hospital, um, it was a few days after the accident, I woke up and my you know, sister was the one that had to break the news to me that, you know, I was paralyzed and that I most likely was never going to walk again. And of course, at that moment, you know, I really didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to, you know, go on. I didn't really know. I mean, I had no answers because I was basically, you know, alone raising a child. I didn't have a good job. I didn't have, you know, any savings. I didn't know, you know, how I was going to cope with the rest of my life. Sure. Because 
Well, I, I, I can't even imagine. It's hard to even discuss it because I, it's sometimes you, if you haven't been there, you don't even know where to go with it. But I do understand with our listeners today that things happen to us that we never dreamed. We didn't ask for it. And, and life happens. And then we are left with the consequences. And some things even as tragic as an accident such as this, that we just find ourselves groping with knowing where to turn in life. And, you know, I, the thing that, that grabbed me with you so much when I visited with you was, was, um, your victim less mentality that, that that you possess and the joy that you have but you know I, I want to share did you ever did you ever have a victim mentality like why did this happen to me I didn't deserve this um you know just just ex, you know you you move into an inescapable reality that this can't be happening to me, to me. did you ever go through that well I wouldn't necessarily call it a bitterness um because it wasn't I w- wasn't bitter I would more I was more angry I was angry with myself because I knew that I had done it to myself I knew it wasn't anyone's fault but my own because you know I was the one that chose to you know get behind the wheel um you know after I had been out drinking and so forth and I was angry with myself I was angry for leaving my son you know um with this to have to deal with for the rest of his life because he was only seven at the time and so that was the biggest part that I had to, you know, overcome was the, the anger and the guilt that I had for myself. Sure. Well, you know, some of our listeners today uh, may be experiencing a victim mentality and they don't even realize it. Um, you know, victims, um, victim mentality, you know, sometimes they feel powerless. They're unable to solve the problem or or maybe if you're listening today, you tend to see your problems as catastrophes and you'll never get over it. Or you tend to think others are, are purposely trying to hurt you or you believe you're alone, you're being targeted or mistreated, or you hold tightly to thoughts and feelings related to being a victim and you will not let go and forgive or you take revenge or blame others or blame yourself. So the question I have, because you because I know where we're going with this, and is that how, Danielle, how did you overcome these natural feelings that you should or could have had in blaming yourself and um, blaming others, blaming the bartender, blaming others. How, how have you overcome these feelings? Well, I can say that the only way that I overcame it was because I developed a relationship with Christ. Um, my sister had dealt with, you know, the aftermath of the accident for the most part because she was the only sane person in my life for the most part when it all happened my parents were still battling with addiction issues and you know I didn't have a strong support system other than my sister and she but she got to the point where you know she had basically thrown her hands up because I just wasn't you know coming to for them and I had spent the majority of the first year after the accident pretty much in a blur. I was taking a lot of pain medication. I was, you know, just not getting any better. If anything, I was falling into, you know, a a deep, deep depression. So she actually reached out to her church family and asked her, um, the women in her church, if there were anyone in the church that would be willing to, you know, reach out to me, to befriend me, to maybe, you know, try to get through to me, to someone to spend time with me that wouldn't judge me, that would, you know, try to teach me about the Lord because she knew that, that, you know, I didn't have that relationship. 
And my friend, um, she was actually the pastor's daughter. Her name was Tammy Smith. She reached out to me and started to sit with me. And from that day forward, my entire life was changed because she treated me kindly. She didn't judge me. She just came and ministered to me and taught me what it truly meant to sure. give yourself to Christ. Yes. And she taught me all about God's grace. You know, and Danielle. about that grace. Yes. Go ahead. You know, Without God's grace, you know, it never would have been possible. And I always look back to, you know, Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, that God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And that's where I was. I was so weak at the time. And I just latched on to his strength. And that's what pulled me out of the deepness. Yes. Well, you know what? You said something to me a couple of weeks ago when we were visiting. And you said that you, you said you would not switch your life now and go back to where you were. You would rather do life in two wheel, uh, with, with four wheels than have two feet that work. And tell me what you meant by that, um, your life now, the way you see it now, and how you wouldn't trade it for back then. Okay, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I feel like my, you know, my physical walk on earth ended um, when I had the accident, and but then my spiritual walk with God started, and my life now is just, I mean, I, I really, the only way I can explain it is that there's a peace in my life now that I never had before. I was always searching for, like I said, I was always searching for love. I was searching for acceptance, mainly from, you know, men. I was throwing myself at men. I was, you know, doing whatever I could do to try to search for this great love that I felt like I was lacking. There was always something missing in my life. And once I, you know, started my spiritual walk with God, now I... I have that great love that I've always longed for. And now I realize it was always there. I was just wasn't willing to accept it. And now my life has true meaning. It is brighter. It's happier. I, I don't worry I mean, about anything. I, I know that no matter what I do, that I have someone that's always going to protect me, someone that's always going to be there to be sure that I come out of the fire no matter what, as long as I keep the faith and always look to the future and I just I can't imagine going back, back to the, the deep dark place that my life was at before even though I thought my life was so perfect then now I realize that it was nowhere near perfect then right what would you tell listeners today that that want to break out of this victim mentality prison but they just can't seem to do it what 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 steps would you tell them to take But basically, they just have to put their faith in God. They have to realize that they can't go backwards. They can only go forward. They can't change what happened yesterday. All they can do is live for today and try to make a difference tomorrow. Um, they still have so many things to live for that they don't even realize that they have an influence over. And the future is something that, you know, only God can control and he you know he is in you know the driver's seat so to speak and I mean I just I would just tell them that if they stand still I mean you know if, if they're going to just sit and feel sorry for themselves then life is going to go on regardless you know life is going to take off and you know whether they're participating or whether they're standing still 
life is still going to go on. So it's up to them what they do with that. It's up to them whether they, you know, make a difference or not, if that makes any sense. Yes, you know, it really does. I just want to, I want to share too with our listeners that, that there is power in asking Christ into your life. You, you invite the resurrected life of Christ that can raise you out of the pit above all circumstances when you ask him into your life. And, Danielle, what I see in you is the power of Christ's resurrected life walks in you, walks in you, and talks in you. And you you are indwelt by a, an amazing anointing of the Holy Spirit, as we all are when we accept Christ, that can raise us above the worst of circumstances and be a witness that that um, that impacts the kingdom of God and your life is doing that your I your life is doing that I I want you to tell us just a little bit about okay here you are you've accepted what is you cannot fix it you cannot change it you cannot reverse it you are now raising a wonderful son who I know is is amazed at his mother uh, you talk about setting an example to your child. But I tell us from here, Danielle, you know, your joy. What are your dreams? Where do you hope God will take you from here? I just hope that he'll use me to minister to others the way that my friend came to minister to me. I want to be the light in somebody else's darkness. I want to be the person that, you know, teaches others about the importance of a relationship with Christ. I want to, you know, further the mission of you can't allow the devil to defeat you. You can't take your circumstances and no matter how, you know, bad they may be, whether it be loss, whether it be, you know, physical disability like mine or a bad a breakup or, or, you know, the loss of a loved one or even a sickness that you may be battling. I mean, you just have to take whatever situation your life deals you and make the most of it and try to make you know leave leave every circumstance a little bit better than it was when you found it so to speak and you know be an example for your children i mean you know my son it's not trey you know trey's fault my past isn't his fault so he shouldn't have to you know suffer the consequences of my actions for the rest of his life all i can do is try to teach him you know to learn from my past mistakes and I you know I, I try now that he's you know a teenager I'm very open with him about my past choices about the you know the things that I did in my life I explained to him the importance of a relationship with God I'm so happy that my son has been raised in church you know his entire life because that was the one thing in my life that was always missing and now knowing that he is always going to have that, that you know, that structure and that foundation in his life, I know that, you know, he's going to, he's going to be successful no matter what, because he's always going to have, God's always going to have his back. Yes. Which, I mean, God always had my back too. I was willing to accept it. Yes. Well, I, I just want to share too, for the moms that are listening, the power of example, the power of example that, that when we harbor these victim mentality thoughts in our mind, life isn't fair and I didn't deserve this. It, we send off fumes to our children that God is not good and they suffer the consequences for it as well. That it's just a joy to be able to know that 
we can model well to our kids and show them that when life doesn't turn out the way we had planned, God is still good and God still has a plan. And you are certainly an amazing example of that. Danielle, if someone wanted to get in touch with you just to learn more about your story, do you want to tell them a little bit about your helphopelive.org site? Um, yes. Well, Help Hope Live is a um, it's a organiz- it's a nonprofit organization that is for Southeast Catastrophic Injury Fund. And basically, I have a campaign through them that kind of explains my story and kind of where I've been. And also, you know, there's an opportunity there to support the fund as well. And I'm also available on Facebook. It's Facebook Danielle Harrison seventy four. And then, of course, they can also reach me by email if they'd like to reach out at daniellekitchens74 at gmail. Thank you. I, I, there may be folks out there that just want to follow you and support you and come alongside your journey and be encouraged by you. And I certainly wanted our listeners to know that. Um, I hope today, people, that you have listened, you have been touched today as I have in talking about overcoming a victim mentality. We would love to hear your thoughts on this topic or ask questions that we can answer on future podcasts. If you'll just leave us a comment on social media or email us at info at ariseministries.net. And I just want to leave you today with this thought. You know, the greatest testimonies I have ever heard are those who overcame the most. When you change your focus, you change your story. And today is about a focus change, that being a victim or a survivor is nothing more than a choice of the will. So, friend, today I just want to say to you and to me as well that, that we don't need to wait for someone to release us from our prisons. We can, with God's help, release ourselves from the chains of victimhood. And we can certainly today learn a lesson from Danielle, and that is this, heroes are ordinary people who make themselves extraordinary. And Danielle, that is what you are, is an extraordinary woman of God. And I'm so thankful that you were you shared with us today. And I want to tell our listeners as well, if you enjoyed our podcast, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast and share it on your, our, on your social media sites. Be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. And there you'll see videos and articles and podcasts and all kinds of good things, especially for single moms with lots of tools to help you navigate uh, real life because it can be difficult. Amen. Well, thank you for listening today, and we hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.